Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with another edition of What the Fack? <laughs> That's F-A-Q. F-A-Q. Frequently, I- I'm answering a question. Today I'll be addressing the question of do those expensive XLR cables really make a difference or can you buy an affordable $8 XLR cable and be perfectly fine? To quickly answer that question, if you're concerned about the $8 cable affecting the tone of your recording, it really doesn't do that, but if you are concerned about electromagnetic interference or radio frequency interference, there is a huge difference between the affordable and the more expensive. But if you want to know more and hear the actual tests that I run on the cables, feel free to keep watching, but if not, thanks for stopping by, hope that helped. And for this video, I will be comparing four different microphone cables at different price points. I'll discuss the build quality, the shielding, if they affect the tone of the recording, and the warranty. So without further rambling, let's go to the actual content. First, let's talk about the build quality of these cables. We have the Amazon Basics, which costs around $8. We have the Hosa, which costs around $13. We have the Audio-Technica, which is around $15 and the Mogami, which is about 50 bucks. When looking at the quality of the actual cabling, the Amazon Basics and the Audio-Technica feel very thin and flimsy and unreliable, as if you were to rip them a little bit too hard, the cable would actually break. I'm sure that's not the case, but that is how they feel. When we look at the Hosa, on the other hand, that cable is incredibly thick and durable and robust, the Mogami cabling is a tiny bit thinner than the Hosa, but it still feels very robust and durable, and I would trust that in any gig that I have. Then when we look at the connectors, there is quite a big difference, in my opinion, between the more affordable options and the Neutrik connector on the Mogami. The release button on all of the more affordable options is very sticky and it clicks a little bit and it grinds a little bit and it doesn't feel very well designed. The Mogami cable and the Neutrik connector just has a smooth motion and it feels incredibly reliable. So just remember that when you're looking at the quality of cables you shouldn't just be paying attention to the durability of the actual cabling you need to pay attention to the connectors because that is what you're connecting to your really expensive gear. Next, let's go ahead and test how well these different cables perform at rejecting radio frequency interference, RFI, and electromagnetic interference, EMI. Okay, so here I have all four cables lined up directly next to each other, and this is an absolute nightmare. I have a wireless charger here, I have a wall wart for my preamp, and I have a wall wart for my MacBook. And I will go ahead and run these over those devices, which all output EMI or electromagnetic interference to see how it does at rejecting that kind of noise. And just in case the phone needs to be on and charging to get that EMI out of the wireless charger, I have now done that. Alright, so now I have all of that nightmare fuel recorded in my DAW, and we're going to analyze what kind of noise is picked up by each of the cables. We'll go ahead and start with the Amazon Basics.
So you can tell that there's a lot of electromagnetic interference being picked up by the cable, which tells us that the shielding on the Amazon Basics isn't that great. Let's go ahead and jump to the Hosa and see how that performed in comparison. So at the beginning of that test, we heard a similar amount of EMI being picked up, but towards the end where we heard that consistent hum and buzz on the Amazon Basics, we don't hear that on the Hosa. So the Hosa does a slightly better job at rejecting EMI than the Amazon Basics for double the price. Let's go ahead and jump to the Audio-Technica. And it's the exact same story with the Audio-Technica. At the beginning, it sounds as though it's going to perform similarly to the Amazon Basics, but then when we would or should have heard that consistent hum and buzz, it's not there. So the Audio-Technica does a better job than the Amazon Basics as well. Now let's jump to the most expensive one, the Mogami. So there you have it. That was the Mogami at the exact same time, and there is almost no EMI being picked up. The shielding on the Mogami just does a much better job at rejecting that EMI and RFI compared to the more affordable options that I compared it against. And now I want to do a very quick comparison of the noise floor for all of the cables using the exact same 150 ohm resistor with the exact same gain setting. So let's see if there is any difference or if the cable actually affects the noise floor. We'll start with the Amazon Basics. Okay, so with the Amazon Basics, we're hovering around negative 58 to negative 59 dB. Let's jump to the Hosa. Same story there, we're hovering around negative 58 to negative 59 dB, no big difference there. Let's jump to the Audio-Technica. The Audio-Technica also hovers around negative 58 to negative 59 dB. And lastly, let's listen to the Mogami. Exact same story, around negative 58, negative 59 dB. So in my testing, the more affordable cables perform exactly the same as a more expensive Mogami. 
Next, we're going to go ahead and see if the cable that we use has any effect on the tone of the recording. The way I am going to do this is I have my OC818 in the box of doom, I have a looper pedal, I will go ahead and record a riff, loop it over and over and over again, and switch the cable between the microphone and the interface and see if there is any change in the tone. And just so you're able to listen without having a price tag attached to that sound, I have it blind at first and then after I conclude it I will tell you what cables were what. Now to tell you what the cables were, cable 1 was the Mogami, cable 2 was the Amazon Basics, cable 3 was the Hosa, and cable 4 was the Audio Technica. You may also be wondering why I didn't line up the tracks in my DAW and invert the phase to see what information is missing. I tried to do that, but I wasn't able to get granular enough to get the last fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a millisecond out, so the information that it was giving us was a false positive. So instead, I went ahead and measured the frequency response of all the different cables, and all of them are within one-tenth of a decibel of each other, so there is no real noticeable difference in tone between any of them if we rely on that data. And one last thing that I want to make you aware of is the warranty of different priced cables. Make sure you check that, because when we look at the warranty of these cables, they are very different. Amazon Basics has a one-year warranty, Hosa has a lifetime of the original purchaser warranty, which is amazing. Audio-Technica is two years, and Mogami is lifetime of the original purchaser. So when you're looking at the price of the cable, make sure you're also checking the support that you get for that cable. Are they going to replace it when it breaks, or are they going to tell you to buy a new one? Just keep that in mind when you're researching what you're going to buy. So in conclusion, in my testing with these four cables, I found that there was no real noticeable tonal difference when you go from an $8 cable to a $50 cable. So what are you getting for that additional price? You're getting better build quality, better durability, better shielding, and in most cases, a better warranty as well. So what can you do with this information? If you are on a budget and you need to buy some new cables and you're in a room that isn't rich with EMI or RFI, and you don't plan on wrapping and unwrapping your cables non-stop, I think that you can get by with an affordable cable. I used an Amazon Basics cable for about four years just to test it out. Every single time I was finished recording, I wrapped it up. When I needed it again, I unwrapped it. It lasted me for about four years before it failed. The Mogami cable that I had the exact same amount of time, no issues whatsoever. But with that being said, if you are getting an XLR cable for a more expensive piece of gear, I think you would be much better off getting a higher quality cable. 
The reason I'm saying that is I have read some horror stories of people buying more affordable cables, they connect it to their higher end piece of gear, and the XLR connector gets stuck in it. The cable manufacturer does not cover that kind of issue, so they have to send their higher end piece of gear back to the manufacturer to get that cable removed and repaired. So if you're somebody who's maybe picking up a higher end microphone or a new preamp, it may be time to upgrade the cabling as well because you don't want to damage the gear that you're buying with some cheap cabling. Also, if you're somebody who records in the field quite a lot, I think that a higher end cable would be much better suited for you, mainly due to the durability and the shielding, because if you're wrapping and unwrapping, you don't want a cable to fail on you, and if you don't know the environment you're recording in and what the EMI and RFI are going to be like, you don't want to have to worry about the cable picking up all that extra noise. And the last thing that I want to say is make sure to check the availability of the cabling that you're buying. For instance, I believe that Mogami and Hose cables are carried at Guitar Center. What that means is if you're on tour and your cable goes bad, you can walk into Guitar Center, hand them the broken cable, they give you a replacement, you get back to your show, you have no issues. With an Amazon Basics cable on the other hand, if the cable breaks while you're on tour, you can't go to Guitar Center and hand it to them and say give me a new one, you would have to go buy a new one or order one on Amazon, have it shipped to you. So depending on the urgency of your recordings or your live shows, it may be very beneficial to get a cable that you can drive down the road and get a replacement for. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today. I hope that's sufficiently answered the question of, is a $50 XLR cable really worth it or not? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Do you think that you will be buying a $50 cable or are you sticking with an Amazon Basics for eight bucks? If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want more videos, subscribe, logo down there. You want to hang out in the Discord server, podcastage.com slash Discord. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. Until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you then. Bye.